0: Hello and welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish F1 show. As always, in association with our good friends at PFT Travel and Murray Motorsport. And if you use a promo code, a promo code called Irish Rally Podcast, uh, our sibling podcast, of course, that will get you 10% off a wide variety of products on murraymotorsport.com. And if you talk nicely to MJ and the Irish F1 show at PFT Travel, uh, he may indeed give you ten percent off as well. Uh, we did our conversation before that, so I'm not going to end up with two black guys. Uh, Barry Robin and Richie Carney join me as always, lads. How are you keeping? All right, Kev. Richie, how are we? Hundred percent. I was going to call this podcast Azerbaijan. Jesus Christ, it was some lot of shite. <laughs> cause that's what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much to it, was there? Um, it was. Uh, they build it up as you know. Cause the last few years there was if there was incident and accident or whatever, but. Yeah, no, it wasn't great now. Let's be honest. It was it was it was pretty poor. Um
0: we'll will we be honest and tell our viewers that all three of us uh, not together mind? Uh may have had to <laughs> the snooze at some stage during <laughs> 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 It was a bit of a snooze fest, already, wasn't it? It wasn't much. I to think watch. we've
1: seen it between us. Is that the best way of putting yeah. it? Between yeah, us we seen yeah. the whole race.
0: Yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, we picked we picked third east, but uh, look guys, we've been down this road before. We're not we're not big fans of three circuits. Uh, occasionally they've thrown up a little bit of excitement, but uh this was this was absolutely dour the other day. Um, and I'm struggling to actually find anything that's even partially exciting to
1: talk about. Um, the format to... change. The format change was probably the big the biggest news yeah. of the weekend with the um with them changing to the, the sprint race being standalone and not having any part to play in the Grand Prix itself. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts were on that I, 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 I mean it was a small but important change I think but I don't know I just get the feeling that they're kind of you know messing around at the edges really you know it's not, it's not going to make any difference uh, the format massively the ultimate problem is the cars can't race they're just too big too heavy the braking zones are too short you know um, so I think the format is largely irrelevant um, though I could see why they did what they did in, in mm. moving it around a bit. I suppose, Richie, like, to pick up on Barry's point, does the ends justify the means of it
0: at the end of the day? like That's what you have to ask yourself.
2: I don't know. I think Barry is spot on in what I said and also I think just like from a commercial and money side of things, they're just trying to get buns on seats
0: Friday, Saturday and Sunday rather than just Saturday and Sunday, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, it seems... Okay, right. We've had debates before where it's been on the other format regarding sprint rates and stuff, but at least that's kind of had some sort of I don't know, bearing on, on how things might pan out for for a race, that there's some sort of importance on it in terms of where you end up on the grid and stuff, but it seemed like, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something here, but I'd like to be on pole if I'm after going to the bother of getting involved in lap race and winning it, and then finding out I'm still not on board. That's kind of just not sitting right with me, but Barry, I suppose, have you got an explanation for, for maybe why they've gone down this route? Apart well, from the Bums and seats thing, like... I think the idea
1: of it was that they were trying to promote the sprint event, uh, a sprint race, as, you know, it, it, it was uh, the nature, as it says in, a, in the thing, a sprint race as opposed to kind of a chess match that a Grand Prix can be, in ter- you know, with a strategy and all that. It was just a straightforward go, no pit stops, and and see who gets to the finish line first, in the hope that it would encourage overtaking and a bit more racing and activity and whatever else. Um, you know, the the unintended consequence of it was was that lads were saying, well, I'm not going to get involved in... Trying to gain another position or two on the grid because or in the race because it's not that well rewarded in terms of points. Yeah, it'll move me up the grid for the race. Granted, but the downside, the risk reward ratio was all wrong. So what's happening was they were getting the the chance was the that chance. they would get it. They would they would you know make two or three spots up. But if they if anything went wrong, they could lose ten positions on the grid for the big race when the points on the the money and the trophies are being handed out. So I think that's why they try to make it standalone so that it didn't have any knock on effect into the Grand Prix. But by doing that, they've, you know, inadvertently made it even less relevant. Um I didn't see the sprint race to be honest. I was well, I was I had a good excuse. I watched the start of it from inside my own race car down in Mondello. I was testing. So I I was just about to go out on track and Shane handed me the phone and I watched the the start of it from inside the cockpit and then lap or two in as like right, going to a <laughs> more cracked up it myself than watching it so off it went but I don't think anything wild happened from from, from what I could pick up on um, but yeah they just I don't know maybe maybe I thought having the qualifying on the Friday was odd too um, mm. you know maybe they should talk that around maybe should make sprint qualifying on the Friday and the Grand Prix qualifying on the Saturday might be a bit more mm. interesting because that's when people can watch at the end of the day most people are in work and aren't watching on the Friday it's odd I don't mm. think they need it to be honest in the first place Probably the real mm. crux or... it. I'd wonder, actually, I, I'd like to see some sort of
0: information on where the largest catchment area is in terms of viewership across the world. What actual region in the world mm. has the largest one of viewership? Because it would probably dictate, you know, which races you could and should probably pick up on what you just said there. By means, like, just say if it is Europe, that, you know, if there was such a time of year and such whatever that you could have it in the evening time where it captures the audience as well, uh that would be pretty nice. Obviously we're a bit biased here and hoping that'll be within our time frame, like, but I mean it wasn't it wasn't uh I suppose it was in kind of relative to our time frame the other day, but just
1: not feasible to be able to sit down and watch it on a Friday like. Yeah, well that's 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 the problem, I think, you know, it's that reality is people you know, but people haven't got access to watch it on a Friday in many terms. And then, you know, even if they do, are they are they fanatical enough about it to, to 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 do that and commit another day to it? I don't know. It's just it's um I don't know what they're trying to achieve. Are they just trying to create more, you know, more more eyes, more hours worth of viewing? You know, because at the end of the day, look, a, a sprint race is more interested in FP two or FP three or whatever, but. You know, sometimes too much of a good thing is 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 not ideal either. So and I think they're kind of running perilously close to that between sprint races and just the number of race weekends. It's, I think it's it's um maybe diluting the whole thing just a step too far.
2: I think it's like we spoke about before as well, Barry. Like it's like Formula One, like to have a terrible tendency to overcomplicate something that's not <laughs> yeah. really complicated. Like as regards <laughs> what you said earlier, Kevin. Like -hmm. Like they want to add a bit more excitement, sprint rest. I do, I think it's a good idea if it works, but like qualify Saturday morning for your position on the grid for your sprint rest. That's your star position for Sunday's rest. And even if they wanted to mix it up, I know maybe it mightn't be so much feasible in Formula One, but in reverse, reverse the top 10 grid or so just to spice things up that way. Like rather than trying to get more viewership, you know, you probably get every bit as much viewership. Saturday and Sunday as as like Barry said Friday. We're all working on a Friday. I didn't see qualifying on Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well what like what about just thinking off the top of your head, what about if they qualified on a Friday and then your qualifying position was for so qualified for the for the Grand Prix on Friday, um or Saturday morning or whatever, right? So, so qualifying first and then reverse the grid or some portion of it for the sprint race. For your sprint race. And you get points for your sprint race based on where you finish, which effectively means the more you overtake, the more points you get. Because if you're at the back um, and let the race on Sunday still be a result of the qualifying. So you're already. So let's say Leclerc qualifies pole for toxic as he did at the weekend. He starts the race on Sunday in pole position. But on Saturday, he has to race from the back of the grid. And you get a number of points based on how far up the grid he gets on the on the Saturday, as is kind of you know bonus points, his kind of sprint racing points. Let's say uh, for weekend. I don't know. You'd obviously have to think it out, and I think this is some of a problem. I think I think you you can create something, and then you put it to the teams. Then the teams see an angle, or a, they weigh you up the risk reward of the whole thing, and then a problem that you never seen coming down the road because you know uh, you know raises its head. And and then they're kind of scrambling, trying to fix that, and they fix that, but only to cause another one somewhere else. So, it just feels like that at the moment. It just feels like they're kind of what's the game where the heads keep popping up, and you keep whack you 'em all, whack 'em all. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know, it just feels like that at the minute, where they're just kind of making it up as they go along a little bit.
0: Yeah, whack 'em all is right. I wonder Richard would it be the destruction derby if we did reverse the the grid. That's
1: the only thing. <laughs> But if it didn't matter, if if the if the qualifying was, was if the grid for the race was uh was locked in from qualifying. Yeah. I, I don't think you can have the grid. I think as soon as you make the grids, the result of the sprint race, the the you know, the sprint race just becomes a real exercise in in, in being careful and and not messing up your star position for the big race. I think mean, that's what we were seeing. The problem now is they make a standalone, they remove that kind of Carrot for those who are slightly further back to work their way forward to, onto the grid. They remove that, um, but there isn't enough of a carrot in terms of the amount of points that's on a, on on available from the sprint race to really make it interesting or make it worth fighting for. So I think it's just you have qualifying and you have this like holding pattern during the sprint race where everyone just kind of sits on their hands a little bit and then waits till Sunday to roll around, which really just makes the sprint race very, very boring, even more boring possibly than the Grand Prix could be on a given weekend, which is the exact opposite of what they were trying to achieve.
2: Like they're actually using the sprint race really as like a, more of a, like outside the top eight, it's only a test. It's a, it's a tired egg exercise. It's, you know, yeah. but where they did, did the, Sprint race on Saturday. They only used it to see how the mediums would work for Sunday. Like
1: most teams, mm. yeah, because they've no chance. Like, they like give some chance in a Grand Prix of of you know your Williamses and whatever you know nipping a point or something if something happens. But and in the sprint race, it's almost guaranteed nothing's going to happen. So the chances of someone starting 18th, 19, 20 on the grid grabbing a couple of points by the fact that well, there's less points on offer to start with the drivers are taking less chance, those ahead of them are taking less chance and there's a you know, it's only thirty three percent of the, the duration. It's not gonna happen. So you kinda of have to wonder what what is the potential upside for the Williamses and the Alfa Romeo's of this world in, in the sprint race other than just putting miles on their on their engines and gearboxes and everything else. So I think if um yeah another That's bit
2: right. of that. there has to be an incentive. To, mm. to to do you know, to get, get up the grid in the sprint rest. There has to be something, as Barry said, a carrot angling there that you know, it's more racing for them.
1: Like- yeah, well that's what they maybe reverse it, because the guys at the back need to work their way forward to score points, and the guys at the front can can hold points if they can keep them lads behind them. And you know, there's nothing better than someone who really doesn't want to be overtaken, battling against someone who really wants to pass them. Like that's you know, that's your recipe for making a good race at the end of the day and turn down the bloody DRS when the straight is two and a half kilometres long. Yeah. Oh, nice. Who didn't see that coming? Like, I was just going to bring that up, actually, you know, and it is it is quite
0: interesting in the sense that, you know, just say you're going down, I don't know, the M9 or the M7, for example, and you get to the two-kilometre mark. You know, you still have that little bit of time before you come off. But <laughs> it's amazing how quickly the boys get to two and a half kilometres down the stretch, isn't it? I suppose we'll we'll chat about, Perez and now the cat really is among the pigeons, isn't it? Because there's what six points I think between himself and Max. Max obviously had, you know still first, and Checo just literally on his <laughs> on his tail like so. Uh, you have got to go back then. I think 36 points to Alonso. I think Alonso's on 60. I think it's 60. And uh what we making now to be now quick maths? 90 was it? 93, 87, and 60 or something like that. I think so. Look, it looks like. A two-horse race, but we all thought it was going to be maybe one-way traffic for a little while. But is this getting a little bit interesting now, lads? And are you kind of surprised that this is playing out this way in any in any sense?
2: Not really, not really. It, it certainly it's it's a it's a two-horse race for the championship. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the team will lean towards Max. But in fairness to Checo, like he drove flawlessly in the in the main race on Sunday, and you know he, I know Max got screwed a little bit with the uh, safety car. But even at that, like he, he he opened a three three and a half second gap and Max couldn't close it and you know he he deserved his win. It didn't come by real fluke or anything like that. And I just if Perez really wants to have a serious crack at the title, like he's gonna have to do like a rossberg did with Hamilton, you know, get in his head, mess with him. You know, now whether Checo's capable of that or not,
0: I don't know. I'd say he is somewhere right? I'd say
1: he I is think so. There. I I think on the basis of the weekend, you can't argue with anything Richie has said there because all of that, you know, is pretty much factual. You know that is what happened. Um, Perez has always been quick at what well, street circuits in general, but Baku in particular. Um, the problem I think you have for trying to hope, which is what we probably are doing, that it's a two horse race, is that you know there's 20 whatever two races at 22 20 or it's was 23 it's now 22 was it i think um in the season this year. Perez can probably match Max on two of them three of them you know the rest of them Max is going to be faster than Perez and i think it'll just wash out over the course of the season that at the end of the day Max is the superior driver to Perez um they've got the same equipment so the only chance he really has of 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 making a race of it uh championship wise is bad luck in in um max's case uh i don't think for i think baku is a bit of a a bit of a special specialist circuit to 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 checo and it will i don't think it's kind of a uh, indicative of what the rest of the season will be i think as soon as we roll around and get into the most of the other tracks it'll just be business as usual with max at the front you know, it's a bit maybe a defeatist kind of attitude, but I think at the end of the day, there's only a handful of tracks that that check will can put it up to max, and all other things being equal, max will beat him on the other ones, yeah. uh, and, and and that's how it'll wash out. Uh, never mind the kind of team support and expectation and everything else, but um, we'll see. You know, it happened with Rosberg and Hamilton, as you said, there was you know outside factors and you know, non driving battles, let's say, in terms of mind games and whatever else, and it's all, you know, that's all fair and love and war, and it's all part of it, so maybe Checo can find something on on um, on Max. Max is used to being the underdog. There's signs that he's not as comfortable being the, you know, the expected winner as he was being the underdog, so you know, he's... he's There is little signs of surface cracks there. We've seen it with, with Russell at the weekend and stuff, so maybe there's a little chink in the armour there that, that that Perez can exploit, but You'd want a pretty big uh, crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richie, I suppose uh, the only
0: thing Perez might have in his favour um, in the short term is that some of those races that Barley has mentioned are kind of coming up pretty soon. Uh, Barry's favourite race is next weekend, incidentally, in Miami.
1: I'd say he can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Another one I to <laughs> I think Surprise. that was the funniest At podcast They have water this year, haven't they? They have water under the boats this year. That's a start. Uh, the is, music it actually, on. is it real water this year, is it? Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah he had real stuff, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There, there no stickers anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do we have real celebrities there this time, is it?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know the real ones from the fake ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I,
0: I, not all kind of fake, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, this is it, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, you're thinking, I suppose, after the weekend, the way that panned out. hall. do you know what lads, with me. I made a little horror said nobody ever yeah, but, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things the other thing I should have um, brought up before we kind of park back out was the incident I suppose with Russell and, and Verstappen and, and maybe how Verstappen reacted to that so have you any kind of thoughts on, on maybe that sort of behaviour fucking cry baby mm-hmm. George that's, wrong. Right. But that's yeah. all
2: Max and just pure racing that's that's pure start of the race stuff like. what did he expect who was who more to lose in this? Like, you know, in, in a much faster car, anyway, just back over, then you're going to get him in the next big long straight, anyway, if you're that worried about your championship. <laughs> and then, like, for him to call him what he did <laughs> when George was walking away from a match, oh, Jesus Christ, on live television. What a dope. <laughs> you he waited
1: for him to walk away, too. Like, that's the thing I didn't like. Do you reckon, though, that it, it, it is, like I mentioned a second ago, that it's, you know, Max is now taking on the other, you know, has the other cap on now where he he can't maybe drive in his natural manner, which is, you know, just launch it up the inside and like everyone else make their own arrangements, which is what he's had to do pretty much his whole F1 career, with the exception of last year to a certain extent. But, you know, that's what he's had to do to, to, you know, that's just his his natural kind of way of being. And now he's, now he's, experiencing it from the other side where he has to kind of second guess what people are, are going to do to him, you know, which is a mild version of what he did to, to them previously at the end of the day. So we, and I, what, what I don't, what I find interesting about it is not necessarily the kind of the whinging about it on the radio or the, you know, the words afterwards, I can almost understand that taken on its own without any context. Has he got no self-awareness of his own kind of image, let's say, or his own previous to, to go, Jesus, I can't. Of all people, I can't say that. Like, you know, I'm, locked, exactly. I'm looking exactly. inside, four wheels yeah. locked towards, you know, which I don't have an Trusting issue with. But off track the all of it. Yeah, but this is the bit, I, I can't understand how he can, you know, as I said, I understand that, like, oh, he, he should have given me more space or whatever, that's his own opinion, but. Even if he thinks that something should stop him saying it, for you know, for for knowing what, how it's going to be perceived and how it how it looks to have the most aggressive driver on the grid, which he is, and which is fine to to becoming the guy that's given out about something that's not even. In the ballpark of what he does himself, I, I just—I <laughs> think it's a very interesting insight to how he, he's that self, lack, that self-awareness to realize, Jesus, of all people, I can't say this, like, exact, exactly. I think yeah. that's the most telling part of the whole lot of it, you know. Mm, the, the, little, the handbags yeah. afterwards, sure. Look, that's—I mean, there's not, nothing to see here, like.
2: Yeah, I thought it was George walked away amid mid-conversation. I thought that was brilliant, think,
1: yeah, <laughs> it it back, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it was a non-event. I mean, George did absolutely nothing wrong. It was a little touch no. in, into the side of the Verstappen's car or whatever. But yeah, I mean, no, complete non-event, blown out of proportion by by Max and by extension, then the general media. I think just trying to latch onto something interesting over a pretty dismal weekend from a point of view of entertainment and racing
0: hey, listen, right, not that we're encouraging this, but is there ever going to be two drivers actually trying to box at each other ever again or are they just going to bitch about everything? Is it just the way we are? Uh I mean, like, mm. if you take that relative to the 80s or 70s, maybe maybe even a portion of the 90s, there might have been a box thrown there in relative terms, but now it's like, oh, he should have done this, oh, he should have done that. And do you know what? Wait till he walks away and then call him a dickhead, <laughs> which...
2: <laughs> The only box you'll see thrown in Formula 1 nowadays is a cardboard box.
0: <laughs> but, like, I mean, if you look at it even... Now, I think when he had an incident with Otcon a couple of years ago, Otcon was obviously wrong in that, in that situation, right? But still, he was pushing him around the place. So, who's going to be the first one to actually stand up to him, though, properly? Because nobody seems to stand up to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting Ever. point. It, you know, in general terms, not just in, in in F1, but... I don't know. I don't know whether it'll be like I'm trying to think of a circumstance where like at the weekend the race was done there was a half an hour or 40 minutes of somewhat cooling off because you know it wasn't it was the first or second it was the first lap wasn't it, where the two of them came together um and this was whatever 40 minutes later at the end of the sprint race it's a lot of cooling off periods there I mean it would have to be something that had happened on track Mm. um and the two guys jumped out of the car before any of their handlers could get at them or the the, the, the calmness of time you know wafts over them like so I mean the, the closest we probably had was um, involving Russell again and Bottas a couple of years ago in Imola oh, when came oh. together. I mean that was I think I think um, I think uh, what did they call him Princess I heard Max Verstappen call him Princess George on Dutch TV so I think um, I think Princess George threw a slap towards Bottas that day but brave man well because he <laughs> was wearing a helmet like you know but well, hear his fingers breaking.
0: Fucking hell Jesus. I wouldn't be putting a hand on bar on you. I think I don't think you come out there. Right the right right. Especially if you're if you're George Russell. It's just interesting though, because last week I actually listened to two podcasts last week that had Gunther Steiner on him. One was with Jake, Humphrey, the High Performance Podcast, which I thought about before on this podcast. I think it's just incredible um for, for anyone I suppose, who wants an insight into how any sports person operates or indeed a business person. But Gunther was on obviously very for writing stuff, a little bit more reserved than you might come to expect. Um, a few interesting nuggets in it, but but check it out. But anyway, in the second podcast, he mentioned if he was given a choice of any two drivers on the grid at the minute, his answer was actually Max and George Russell. Now if I yeah, just wonder after that one, has that changed? Um, sure. Look, no matter who is in there beside him, there's going to be conflict, just the way he is. Uh, Max, that is, of course. You know, George yeah. is probably a little bit more.
1: Eh,
0: you yeah, might have a little bit to Ramon or whatever, but Max is Circ-
1: circumstance though. You know, like it's a, it's all well everybody can be friendly when they're like we heard Alonso and, and Stroll, you know, like tell Fernando I won't try and overtake him. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Lance. Try this break pressure, Lance. Oh, thanks, Alonso. <laughs> like, right, as soon as there's a win, it'll be get that break out of my way and that <laughs> you know, you can't read too much into all this stuff. at it all it's all you know, it's all circumstance. Everybody's even said it. It
2: took where's the real Fernando gone? Like, you know, yeah, took, well, the
1: real Fernando was able to, to say, it Do you reckon if Fernando was behind Lance, he just said to him, Here, try fifty six <laughs> forty four on the side <laughs> <laughs> He just, he, he just he said, Try forty four fifty six and watch him yeah. go off backwards into the gravel, like pulling the handbrake. But, tell,
2: him, tell him to wind him on to the rear, it's working brilliant for me.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> disappearing in a cloud of handbrake smoke down into the first corner. So, like, it's just it y- y- you know. Come on, we've we've been around long enough. We know what's what's going on. You know, Alonso's ahead. He's going to be very. He's going to be very um, charitable, let's say, and help his teammate out. So long as he gets, you know, well, you know, he might be able to catch up with me a little bit. But if he catches up too much, the the, the you know the radio might stop working just as quick. Yeah. Kind of, yeah.
0: Rich, you will mm. know the person I want to go here, actually. You may or may not, because I don't know if you went to the same school, but our old geography teacher um, who's passed away since. He's a great fucking character, right? And uh, he always said, uh, charity starts at home, and a friend in need is a pest. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually fits that conversation pretty neatly there, what you're talking about, that you look after your own first, and then... <laughs> yeah, rest then.
1: yeah, but it won't be that, you know, you know it's like... You know, like they'll, they'll all, they'll, they'll all help out when it suits them. You know, it'll be, it would be like um for stopping, and you know, oh, Checo's a legend, whatever in Abu Dhabi. You know, when he held up Hamilton that time, and then it's you know Monaco. Fast forward six months later, in Monaco, and you Checo's know, a bo- Checo's a bollocks, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him back in six months time when he wants b two in the championship. So, yeah, all the good up. <laughs> what? At least he doesn't hold a grudge six yeah, months no. later. I think, yeah, I think he does. To be fair, even Horner said oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. But,
0: like, isn't it amazing? It's an interesting aspect of his
1: character that he
0: holds on to that and doesn't forget, like, and that's still raging hot there, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the logical comparison, even still, even though he's not obviously as competitive now as what he was, is Hamilton and, and Verstappen now. If you look at, uh, if you take a little step back, and look at how maybe they would both behave after a race, and how Lewis, over time, and I don't remember Lewis being like this at the start, I think it did come with time, where he learned to just part the emotion, from what was going on, and probably avoided a lot of confrontational situations as a result, it wasn't like that at the start, but it did happen over time, but, somehow, it also, just
1: to interrupt you, it yeah, also, it's, it's very easy to be, relaxed and circumspect and wait a lap to get your overtake in when you've got a car that's comfortably faster than everyone else too of course no that's that's a part that has a part to play in it also
0: yeah 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 for sure lad for sure i suppose i suppose to finish it like i'm not quite sure as the years go on if max
1: will ever develop that um i'd have my doubts yeah, I don't and like from the sounds, but I don't think he'll be there anyway. I think he's kind of making, making yeah, noise. He and he's he predicted that last year, in fairness to this. He said that he doesn't seem
0: the type of guy that, you know, will, will be there maybe five, six years' time, or maybe five, six years' time at maybe maximum, like, or in between, he might go off and do, do something else. And he has said it publicly.
1: Spot on, you know? Yeah, well, you see, and, and people say, oh, but he's, he's got a, a massive winning desire to win, which you can see on track. Winning, winning a battle on track, you know, slash winning the race, it create, you know, and winning a championship are two different things. One is it, one is it the, 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 comm- the the cumulative effect of the, you know, the latter is the cumulative effect of the of the, of the former. Let's say, but the, the 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 desire to, you know, you can go out and say, I want to beat him just because I want to beat him, you know, but not put a huge weight behind behind championships. Um, at the same time because I think and I think this is probably true of most people that follow F1 to a reasonably high level of, of knowledge and I think it's absolutely true of the drivers they know that the car is such an important factor and the team is such an important factor that the drivers championship is you know somewhat tainted by it and they don't consider it to be as you know as as definitive a uh, uh, a record of who's the best or definitive indication of who's the best, and I think the drivers will probably accept that amongst themselves to a large extent. So you know, Verstappen is probably like, yeah, I'll go out and I'll race you wheel to wheel, wheel to wheel, and you know, if I happen to have a championship winning car and you happen to have a championship winning car, well then one of us will win the championship. But if we both of us are in seventh place, I'll fight you just as hard, and mm. we'll race and drive as just as just as hard as each other. But the championship won't come out of it ultimately because we're in, you know, the wrong car. You know, and we've seen that with Alonso, you know. Alonso is showing just how important the car is. He's the the elder statesman on the grid. He's, you know, by all rights and all measures, he shouldn't be able to perform the level he is. Give him a car, and there he is, you know. And he would have had four or five or six or seven championships more if he was in a different car at a different time. So I, I, I think Verstappen loves the racing, but, you know, a championship, I think you know, winning a, a number of championships is not as 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 um, strong a desire as winning the next corner for him, which, mm. which which is probably why you you know you see him kind of saying I like to do other stuff, you know, endurance racing and whatnot. So, which I think is great to be honest. I I I, I think it's a pity more of the drivers don't have that kind of open view of motorsport and aren't as closed off to to any other options. I think the sport in general would do would do well from it from you know, you imagine if Verstappen decides in three years time, I've had enough of this. I'm gonna have to do whatever, IndyCar, NASCAR, you know, WEC, ELMS, whatever, touring cars. I don't know, just wanna like dip his hand into loads of different things. I think that'd be fantastic for the for, for motor racing. Maybe not F one, but for motor racing that'd be fantastic. Kind of a, a left winger coming in here now before the finish
0: up right? But I've often wondered this, and it's probably a question that's more suited for the Irish Rally podcast, but you've kind of forced the issue here, Barry White, by kind of talking about the the multidiscipline aspect of motorsport and such, right? But you look at WRC at the minute, and what, there's three teams, you've got 10 in F1. For what reason do you think there's always been such an abundance of teams in F1? There's always been at least 10 teams in F1 uh, in any given season, I the to on that, I'm nearly certain. But you go back through the history of WRC, and you know, at one time I think there was five or six manufacturers, and now there's three. What is it that maybe you know constructors think a little bit different about? Um, in that sense, do you think
1: Richie? You know more the rallying than I do. And I
0: think have an opinion on it or a bit a bit of knowledge because you're bought, you're bought in the know it's not even just that in general. I suppose it's not the rally in general. It's why what what are the, the subtle little differences? Like is it is it as simple as just saying it's stock and cheese, Richie?
2: Well, no what I would think um the, diff- the big difference between WRC and Formula One is Formula One has twenty times more money involved in it than WRC. Which is why you know the prize money in Formula One outweighs WRC tenfold like. So you know, that's why they don't want to let it over ten. Because, the, you know, you, you without winning an, an 11 team, the prize money gets less. So, mm-hmm. that's why they try to keep it at, at 10 teams. And I think that's why manufacturers are not heavily getting involved in WRC. It's not really going to pay them. It's not It's, it's not in
0: it for them, I don't think. And the level of exposure is not there. There's another comment going around recently. That. WRC should have done the right to Survive thing and could still do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, from... What I would think as well is, and I don't, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, not an authority on on World Rally Championship, but the <clears throat> F1 has always had a lot of a strong under, you know, kind of a foundation of of privateer teams that you know are not manufacturers, um, and that, that's always kind of held the held the line, I suppose, on on terms of numbers and and, and you know and great great numbers, whereas. WRC is more reliant, I think, on the manufacturer. You know, you don't, you don't well, you
0: see... counter, Yeah, like you have Toyota and Hyundai that are are factory teams or whatever. But then Michael Wilson actually had to go and I don't know how
1: how would you phrase it? It's M Sport. It's not Ford like anymore. You know, it. I suppose so, it, it's it's Sauber slash Alfa Romeo. It's it's you know if if, if someone else gives him more money, he'll put a different a different badge on the car, a different body hmm. on the car, kind of thing. So. But yeah, I don't know whether it's always had that same level of independence. You know, not privateer. A privateer is someone like you know me or Richie that decide that you know comes into a ball of money and decides to buy WRC and go compete. Um, you know, but there's no independent. There's no. Is there? Is there like a? Is there a Williams of F of, one of of rallying? You know, is there a Sauber? Was there a Jordan? Was there a? You know, insert numerous names here. Set, you know, I I don't think there is. I don't think be, because it's a they'd have to, at the end of the day they'd just be going and buying a, a, another car, you know, off one of the manufacturers and, and and making an entry that way. So there's probably an historical thing. There's definitely the money thing, like Richie says. There's the mm-hmm. marketing of it. You know, F one is is a monstrous sport. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in, in worldwide terms, never mind within motor racing itself, which is obviously the you know number one. Um. And the likes of your red bull and stuff, they make money out of it. You know, they get free they 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 take in more revenue than they spend and they get all the upside of the of the of the free advertising and marketing. So um, it's something that rallying could learn from maybe. It's also rallying is probably a little bit it's it's not as made for T V as as F one is and stuff, you know, it's a longer event, two or three days. Highlight packages maybe you could say is made for T V, but you're not gonna watch it live in the same way that you can sit down and the whole thing can unravel on a two hours on a Sunday after your lunch. So probably a, probably a whole litany of reasons, truth be told. Yeah. Mm,
0: more combat, I suppose, like the WRC lighting thing is cool, but it's a whole day required to watch it. Whereas like F1 is the couple of hours and, you know, the gap with it, I suppose. And last, very last thing then, just on a coverage point of view. So pro rata to F1, right? You guys and what you do in Ireland, uh, if you go, we'll say maybe League of Ireland to Premier League in soccer. I know that's mm. above, that's double-dutch to you, Baz, but it's the same comparison. Uh, we've kind of touched on this before. I, I'd have a, f- a huge deal of, uh, I suppose, uh, sympathy and empathy for, for you guys when you see what a product this is in a, in a global sense, F1, but then what you guys go and do and the money you spend. And it's something, obviously, that I'm sure you've thought about for years upon years, and alternative methods have been used in terms of live streams and everything, um, the same the same as rallying and stuff, but what actually can be done? Is there any way that, you know, I'm not going to say pick back off F1, right, but to say, look, we're, we're actually doing this, albeit not at the same level as the guys, but is there any way we could get a little bit more fair play and a bit more recognition from a media point of view than what we're currently getting? Uh, because what we're doing is as important and as topical as hockey, as cricket. Uh, I won't even say golf, rugby, soccer, but hockey and cricket are in the news quite a bit. Um, I just don't have an understanding of that. And I'd love to see it improve. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on it.
1: Oh, I have a lot of thoughts and and, and it'll probably result to be losing my race license if I let them all out. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's the truth be told, it's shocking, you know, and it's, the, but the 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 underlying problem I feel is just a compl- a massively defeatist attitude towards it. You know, um, in terms of Asher, you know, probably won't work anyway. Even if we did, if we try, mm-hmm. probably won't. Um, the only thing I can relate to and uh, uh, compare it to is, and I might have said it before, though, I was lucky enough to race, um, in Barbados a good few years ago, um. There's something like two or 300,000 people on the island and there was 20-something thousand at the track. They've no facilities like we have. They've nothing else, but they made it work with less than what we have um, at their disposal because they believed they could do it and they made a big deal out of it first, so it became a big deal. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people sitting around waiting for RTE to just land with a load of cameras and you know everything to just happen. Um, and they and what we need to do is we need to be leading from the front instead of you know sitting on our hands and wondering why it's not happening. But um, that's not my job. That's not Richie's job. Um, we're you know I know I heard someone say it before like oh well you know you lads are you know you you, you know you, you get to race and you say this but we don't get to race. You know we race because we sacrifice. Immeasurable amount of things and time and money and effort and everything else to go along with it. We're doing our bit, you know. Mm. We're 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 doing what we need to do. We can't be the promoters, the drivers, you know, the social media influence. We 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 we're we're doing our bit. We need other people to do their bit, and I think there just isn't a desire from the others to do what they need to do. Um, and and everybody just kind of go and and shrug their shoulders and. You know, ah, sure. People probably wouldn't come anyway, even if we did it, and that's been proved wrong countless times. But because whenever they do actually, accidentally or on purpose, put a bit of effort in, um, the results are immediately uh, shown. But it's just, it's just an, uh, from my point of view, I'm on my soapbox now. But from my point of view, it's definitely just a, you know, I, an overwhelming acceptance of mediocrity. You know, let's 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 do a live stream you know yeah it's grand you know is it the best live stream it can possibly be is there anyone asking themselves that question is it the best you know are we are we making enough of a show of it are the people that we get down to mondello are we absolutely you know mesmerizing them and making sure that this is the best that we can do with the resources available or are we just doing enough and i just think we're always just doing i won't even say enough just the minimum, you know and if you take that attitude into actually preparing and driving a race car, it won't work, and um, you won't you won't you won't get any results. And there's no reason to think any different from the all the other aspects of the sport that that are that are brought in from you know from officialdom right the way up to promotion. I think if if the drivers put the same level of of um, level of attention to detail and you know desire to win into it. It'd be a battle to see who's last every weekend rather than who's first, um, and it's 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 unfortunate. And it's I'm getting to the point personally where I kind of I've been waiting for it all my whole life to to improve, and it ain't happening. And you know you kind of just go well, maybe it's time to look elsewhere and do something else, you know, because it's it's not it's not going to happen here. And you look further afield then as a result, which is you know what so many have done before now, and is part of the problem then as well, unfortunately. Fair play, Barry no that's it. Gone. Right. license gone. <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> Look,
0: I mean you're speaking you're right. speaking your mind it's an opinion Richie I'll bring you in on
2: it oh, I'm not saying that and I have to go to Bishop's Court next weekend that fails take
1: Barry's point out I agree with everything he said 100% that's enough Rich you agree with me you're a goose guilty by association <laughs>
0: Look, I mean, I don't. Joking know Joking what...
1: aside, that is a, a certain al- element of it. I know, and Richie is being. I know he is because he's he he'll, he'll he'll um put his hand up and he has been counted before. But there is a fear out there that if you say anything, you know, controversial, that the next time there's a fifty-fifty decision, you'll be on the wrong side of it. But you know what? Screw him. Don't really care anymore.
0: Yeah, at that long, I suppose. My top work, seeing yeah. it from the from a media point of view, is I would use. Um, I would use Camogie as the example, right? If you look at where Camogie is now, um, League Finals, Seanarty, the other in the finals, to be fair, probably always on, on TG Car. But there is a lot more of it on on mainstream channels. And having seen or having sat, I suppose, in a radio station or a few of them, and a few newsrooms and different things like that, literally paint it off your face, right, so that you can't ignore it. And yeah. I think on, until there's such a time, I suppose, until you know that everyone that's on a mail list should be on it and should be getting the information. Um, then, the like of any of us can't say X, Y, or Z about maybe an RTE or an off the ball or anything like that because we haven't got our side of a cover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like our, our yeah. the poor side of it. So, I mean, it's 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 the very same for allian. It's it's the gods on a street like, and it is usually frustrating and um you know I'd, I'd love to see something a little bit different when you see the money you see the interest and and above all guys like i mean without sponsorship you don't get out and without sponsorship my podcast don't get out and if you could say to someone well now it's it's gone mainstream there's more of an awareness of it so you say to someone right um i'm looking for a few bob for the year ahead they wouldn't have a fucking clue what you're talking about they wouldn't know what the sport is they wouldn't have any idea of the figures involved in terms of people going to it um, you know, the money it generates for economies and different things like that. Uh, but all of a sudden, if you have that little slice of the pie where it's in mainstream viewing, at least there's a familiarity of it. Oh yeah, I actually did see something about that before. And that's all you need is someone to say, Yeah. I seen a little bit about that before somewhere. That yeah. it's not new when you go to say it to them and it's not like you're a fucking UFO. Do you
1: know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and the on the racing side of things now is a, a massive opportunity with the drive to survive uplift mm. you know because if you can turn around to someone and go yeah they're f1 cars and there's f3 cars in mondello in, in, in which is 20 minutes away from you you know or 40 minutes away from the, the the capital of the city of the country where there's you know heading on two million people living or whatever it is now or catchment area around mondello park and there's a massive drive to survive and upswing in, in, in motorsport and F1 interest. And there's cars that are not far off in the ladder of F1. As I said, like F3s, F, you know, there's world series cars. There's all these sort of cars that are there. Never mind our own homegrown stuff, which, you know, in many ways is the better product from a racing point of view. Um, you know, it's such an opportunity. That's just, I just get the underweather. It's just being wasted, you know, it's just not being mm-hmm. grabbed and, and and dealt with and i'm sure in the rallying world this the same can happen you know it's 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 uh an even bigger sport in terms of numbers and whatever else but i think what happens is we just become too used to <clears throat> you know paddling our own canoe and you said about sponsorship and stuff like that you know the reality is the vast majority of drivers are racing without sponsorship they're self-funded in the in the you know high percentages of what they bring to the to the table that is, is coming from their own pockets, their own, you know, efforts, um, and they don't expect it, so they don't go looking for it, and that's a bit of a vicious circle then as a result, so mm-hmm. it's, it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight, and I'd say rallying is probably the same, you know, you get, you know, a, an awful lot of guys that are there, and they're funding it themselves, um, and it's not that important if they get sponsorship or not because, well, it would be, don't get me wrong, if they could get proper sponsorship, but Mm -hmm. the reality is they're not going to get sponsorship until they get small sponsorship, and the small sponsorship isn't enough to warrant the effort, so they never get onto that path of -hmm. of, of building it because they just kind of, again, it's a bit of a defeatist thing, For you know, no one's going to do that because no one knows about it, but, you Mm -hmm. know, small acorns... Yeah, you know, it, But you have to plant the acorn at some point too, you know? <laughs> well, look, I mean, if it
0: raises a bit of awareness here, I mean, I'm all, all for that too. So, look, guys, I know we, we went down a little different path, but in fairness, it is it is relative because it's looking at F1 and seeing how you can adopt it here. Where's the
1: next driver's coming from, you know? Like, you've got to look at, you know, your Alex Dunn's and what of this world, like, you know, they don't... And I'm not... And he's completely right. They, you know, they, <clears throat> they just leave. They don't even race in Ireland. Mm-hmm. They just literally they do they do a certain amount of karting they show up and, and they're gone they leave. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not saying we need to have a you know a British or an Irish F1 championship, but Christ, we could at least, surely we could come up with something to get them here for a year or maybe two before before they before they run away to 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 where there is a bit of a desire for it. But you know it mm-hmm. it'd be nice to, to to get some sort of homegrown um, talent here on the on, on on the way to hopefully bigger things, but. Um, at the minute, there's no, there, there's nothing, there's nothing drawing them here, and uh, it's it's only it's only going the wrong, the one way, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. is the wrong way. Yeah,
0: but well, look, we'll we we'll live in hope. We'll see, we'll see what oh, we'll, see. we'll we'll keep we'll keep raising awareness of it here in our in our little oh. pocket. Anyway, we're doing which, our
1: bit, as I said.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah and we're scattered, scattered, our legs, and actually, just on that note, before we wrap it up, the figures have been really, really good. Um, a lot of a lot of growth with Mister Connor Moore as. We'd obviously expect that and Peter Collins as well. Uh, both fascinating interviews. If you haven't checked them out, they're obviously there on Spotify and Apple and on YouTube as well. Uh, give us a little follow on that, folks, if you haven't done so already. We have a lot of, as I say, listeners and, and, and viewers, but uh it doesn't always translate to hit the subscribe or follow button. So, look, it takes two seconds, and we would appreciate it if you could do that. And we we'll give a shout out to PFT Travel and to murraymotorsport.com as well. And, obviously, you can see a variety of logos along the bottom there. Check out all those great companies as well. Uh, not being biased in any way whatsoever Richie, Barry thanks a million for your time, much appreciate Cheers guys, take care